What's good, people? Jose Nino here, bringing you another episode of El Nino Speaks. Today, we are changing things up a bit. We're going to be delving into culture, specifically dating in the year of 2023. That's why I brought on Caudillo Nuclear, a Twitter user who recently came to prominence after dropping a major Twitter thread on some of his key observations in modern day dating. But before we start diving into some of the key points addressed in this thread and how the dating landscape has changed over the past few decades, Caudillo, can you tell my audience about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so um, I've been dating since about 2013 and uh, been in the reptile space. I've learned about I uh, picked up Rational Now in 2013, and I just, you know, I'm just like any other guy, young guy. I just went through the gauntlet of dating. I joined the military in 2013. I joined out of Puerto Rico. That's, that's where my parents were living at the time. I'm of Dominican descent. I joined the Navy in 2013 uh, as a nuclear reactor operator. I did that for six years. Very brutal program. Uh, I got through it. Um, that's where my name comes from. Of nuclear and a Calillo, which means like military leader in Spanish. So, you know, I, I was a pretty decent leader and I helped a lot of guys in the military, not only for like job stuff and professional stuff, but also for their girl problems, right? Because I was always uh, very interested in how the, you know, intersexual dynamics and all that stuff. So, uh, recently uh, I moved to Dallas uh, for because I got a good job out here and I have family out here and I just hit the ground running. It was right after the pandemic, 2021. And I kind of just said, hey, I want to enjoy my life. I want, I was stuck, you know, on the, being deployed for many years. And I just wanted to hit the ground running, clear my slate and my opinions on women and just go out there and date and learn what it is. Cause, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of like make up, they see one or two videos online or you're hit with that, the algo, which shows them only the worst females have to offer. But once you hit, once you get out there and hit the ground running and you meet women, they're not exactly good, but they're not, bad either they're just people and you know they're subject to their environment but yeah in a nutshell that's who i am and uh yeah and i'm an engineer i work out of my house i have a very good schedule now but uh yeah that's pretty much it awesome stuff now as for what got you into like the red pill pickup what would you say was like the principal book outside of rational male or any type of like influencer for that matter that got you really into the this topic just like any other guy, I had a very uh, feminized upbringing. Uh, I thought that being nice to girls and writing poems and all that crap was the like the right way to approach women and all that stuff. And it wasn't working. But I've I've always had like a little bit of uh, female female attention. It just never ended up favorable for me. So I just wanted answers, and I wanted to just like every other guy. I, I just wanted answers. So. I started reading the 48 Laws of Power, and then from there, I just went on, I just went on blogs discussing the book, and then I came upon some red pill blogs, like Return of Kings. Classic. Yeah, R- Rush V Forum, where that's what the manosphere is and was always supposed to be, just a group of guys going online and, just, and trading notes. It wasn't like we were trying to take down the government. It wasn't like we were trying to change the world. We were just like, hey, I noticed this. Another guy would come in and post, hey, yeah, I noticed the same thing. What do you, you know, and we were just trading notes and it was underground. But now since it's more mainstream, you know, it's making 
waves and people don't know what to do. Both men and women, they don't know what to do about this. So very interesting to see it play out. Oh, indeed. It's one of the more fascinating developments that's taken place over the last like two decades, in my opinion. So let's delve into this thread. We're not going to touch every point, which numbers to like 100, but rather focus on some points that stuck out to me. So let's start with the fourth point in your Twitter thread to quote, logistics is most of the battle. Choosing a bar near where you live will solve a lot of problems, especially if it is a nice, fun area, end quote. Why do you think logistics are so important when you go out to date? So logistics, I say it's half the battle, right? Because let's say you could have a great day. You connect with the girl. The girl likes you. You're having a good time. And then she's giving you the eyes like, let's get out of here. And if you live 30 minutes away, that's disconcerting. She's not going to want to go back to your place. She's not going to go to another spot. Or let's say that you're at a bar and the bar is really loud. And you're like, yeah, hey, I know a place to spider where we can talk. You know, but there's no, there's only one bar in like 15 minutes. Then you have to add more steps. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make the transition from taking this girl that was a stranger and moving it to the next thing as easy and as fluidly as possible, right? All she has to do is show up, but you have to plan everything out. And if you don't do, if you don't make it as comfortable and as fun and as fluid as possible from beginning to end, there's always a chance she'll bail. Oh, Yeah. Actually, this is really important for listeners that are living in Texas where things are very spread out and dispersed that I've had numerous horror stories that involve like just getting stuck in traffic and a commute from like the bars that you're going to to your house when you're bouncing from place to place. That's normally like 10 to 15 minutes can metastasize into something that's like 25 to 35 minutes, and that will just kill the vibe. It should be as smooth as possible. I generally tell people, and I agree with like certain content creators such as Fort Worth Playboy, that if you can ideally be within walking distance of the venues you choose, like the bars, like dive bars or whatever, um, from your house, it's probably the best and no more than like like a 10 to 15 minute walk. And for driving, um, yeah, I would say like no more than like 15 to 20 minutes because if you talk to also a good deal of dating coaches and other like pickup experts they'll tell you that after like the 15 minute mark the chick's buying temperature just uh starts plummeting like crazy it's just like it, it kills so much um sexual tension and creates really weird um awkward moments i will say this that if your game is really really tight you could pull the, these bad school scenarios off. But for the beginners and even some intermediates, I still say that the best like routines you should have is to like keep your venues close to your house when you're doing like the first date so you can close the deal. Yeah. Well, and another thing, a lot of guys see this and they get they feel like already mentally exhausted. They're like, wow, I gotta plan literally everything, blah, blah, blah. But you understand too, like like I was in the military and I did a lot of logistics and planning, maintenance schedules, uh, running a nuclear plant, all that stuff, right? But the thing is that like you need to put in the front work. You're trying to build scenario, and, and once the scenario is built, where you have your bar, your bar number one, your bar number two, you have where you're gonna walk her. You're gonna know where play, where she can park, the best parking spots. You gotta uh, make good 
connections with the bartenders and the staff and be nice and friendly. Once you have all this, this, this is like for good. You don't have to do it for every girl. You already have your logistics set. You don't have to get creative. So do the front work, sit, sit down, do the front work and think and put yourself in the girl shoes. Like if you, if a girl has heels, you think she wants to walk 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes down the street for another bar. She has heels. You know, she put on heels for you. You know, she's trying to look good for you. So do her the favor and choose a place or a second place where it's nearby. Or if you, if you, you know, you got to check the weather too. Like if it's going to rain or it's going to snow, check the traffic. You know, there's a lot of work that you have to do to, to, in order to win and for everyone to have a good time. But once, once you get into that mentality that all you got to do is do all the front work first, the day will be so much more fun and chill because if she wants to leave at the first where you're like, okay. And then you just walk home. You didn't drive 30 minutes to go meet her somewhere. You just walk home and you get back to your life. It, everything's already set up and it's so smooth and everything's so fluid that even if you don't take her home that night, you'll be so relaxed because you did the front work that you won't, that you'll just, that relaxation comes through in the day and you just, you don't have to worry. You know, you don't have to think in the back of your mind, Hey, uh, crap, I got to drive 30 minutes home and try to spill. I don't think this girl's interested or maybe she is. And, uh, you know, it, it just makes it so much more fun. Logistics is very important for that reason. Oh, big time. It is, there's definitely a social competency uh, aspect of this as well, because there is always an expectation, especially when you start dating the higher echelons of chicks that like you have to just get it like this has to this stuff has to run as smooth as possible or you just look like a chomp. And if you don't look like you're like in control of the situation and take like a leadership role, you're just like another guy that she'll just like curb. So it's best to always take this into account. Now, this segues into another point that you wrote, and this was your sixth point, that, quote, with girls that are in the seven plus to 10 range, you have one chance. That's all you get. Make it count. This point really relates to me because in my days before taking the proverbial red pill and learning game, aka learn charisma, I would get like repeatedly friend zoned or ghosted by many of these chicks. And at that point, I was not very socially aware and didn't recognize how important it is to not only have like your game on point in the first encounter, but try to close the deal or take it as far as possible on the first date. How would you recommend that most guys make the most out of their first date experience? So first thing... I want to say emotional control. A lot of men usually are around very attractive women, right? So it's very new and fresh to see a beautiful face in front of them. And what I say is whatever system you've built with girls that are less attractive or not as pretty, keep that system. Don't get creative. Like if it works, it works. The only difference is that she's prettier and she has more options. Her DMs are more aggressive and she has more male attention. Use the system. Don't get creative. Obviously, within that system, you have a little bit of wiggle room. But, you know, just like any other date, place one, place two, back to my place, no, well, I'll see you later. Everything is the same. The only difference is you. You're going to have to practice emotional control, right? You have a beautiful woman in front of you. You have to be confident. You have to believe in yourself. You have to relax. She's just like any other person. Like a lot of men see beautiful women, they get insecure or they get, you know, they lose hope. Like, oh, she's out of my league. No, you run just like any other. And if you don't run, you will get punished because women that are very attractive have a lot of options and they 
they will not come back. I know a lot of guys, and this one was kind of controversial because a lot of guys are like, no, she'll be back if you have them the right amount of game and the right amount of this. Yeah, of course. But like, that's not going to be the most likely scenario. You can be very, very attractive. You can check all her boxes, right? But like, remember, social media and dating apps, she's on her phone all day. She's getting offers all day. And you have her in front of you. You have the advantage in person. Just run your system, relax. And if she doesn't want to see you again, that's okay. The fact that you're dating beautiful women puts you already in the top 1% of men. So you should feel proud of yourself. So I think most men should need to forgive themselves, but also run their system and just relax. Have a good time. It, it, focus on being fun and enjoying yourself. That's the number one thing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, most guys like do. Um, there is like a aspect of game that uh, less is more, which I, I also think will lead to another point that we're going to talk about later. That you don't want to come off as like too try hard, but also you want to put your best forward in terms of how confident you come off and fun and show various aspects of your personality and not be like the average needy guy that's constantly giving validation and just falling head over heels for these chicks. You just have to like have like normal human interactions, whatnot. That's really what's kind of missing out today in this very deracinated era that we live in that's becoming more and more atomized as we speak. Now to point seven, this one is one of the more notable trends I have seen in US metro areas. Almost it's almost universal now, in my view, though there are some cities where this trend is much more prevalent. So you quoted by saying most women have been offered gifts slash money in exchange for their time slash sex. Sugar dating is way more common than you think. Even the sweetest nerdy Asian concert violinist is going on dates with a guy for money slash gifts. End quote. You live in Dallas, um, where I actually grew up, especially like North Dallas for when um first came to the States. How prevalent is this sugar dating trend there and other major cities? And how do you um do you see it? as a fixture of modern dating from here on out? Well, it's very common. Like, I will say that... So here's the thing with a lot of uh, guys, and they're trying... Like, open hypergamy is not something very easy to swallow for most guys. You know, we love to be angry. We like to open media where it has a girl saying some egregious, outrageous stuff on the street. And then guys, that's hate fuel for them. They get angry. You have to understand, you have to accept, this is what it is. Most women, from what I've seen, or I'm not going to say most, a lot more than like than you think. And it's not like a certain type of women. Because I mentioned that there's a, you know, the sweet, nerdy Asian concert I That was a girl I was dating recently, right? She was one of the most amazing women that I've ever met. She had two degrees. She was an amazing cook. She wasn't like the most beautiful chick, but she was just a great woman, like an amazing woman. Sad that it didn't work out. But... I, you know, we started talking about, she started talking about one of her students because she's a violin teacher too. And her, one of her students is a rich guy from, uh, you know, the, you know, where the, is it North, the Northern part of Dallas, North of SMU, that area. Yeah. Yeah. She was giving class to a guy there and then, you know, the guy's well off and she said, oh yeah. And then we became friends. And then every time we'd go out, he, he, he's always giving me stuff. And I, you know, he was my friend. So I accepted it. I told her, Hey. He's going out with you. He's giving you gifts. 
and going out with me. He's, he's falling in love with me. He's like, no, that's not true. And then we went through each of her interactions with him. And then she finally said, oh my God, you're right. And then there's girls that are a little trashy and they do the same thing. And then I've had girls that I've been seeing like casually for a year or six months, eight months, where they say, hey, we, you know, we start joking about sugar daddy stuff. You know, it's just a joke. It comes into the conversation and she says, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for a sugar daddy. You want to be mine? And uh, we're already like looking up and you know what I'm saying? Like they're pushing for this and you just got to accept it. The women and all those women that I know that I know that do ask for money that do go on like Twitch or, or whatever platform where they get gifted stuff. They're like, if you meet them in person, they don't seem like bad people. It's just when it comes to their dating practices, that's who they are. They, this is just normalized and you cannot let that like mess with your head. You just want to, you don't want to be the guy that just paying for their time. You want these girls bringing you things like bringing you gifts and, uh, you know, you're the, you're the prize, right? You're her gift. So don't get discouraged by this, all this stuff on the internet where it's like women are terrible. They're just playing the game. There has always been simps. There's always been men that are willing or have low self value that they have to pay for a woman's time. Right now there are some guys that are super busy. They're super rich and super busy. And they don't want to deal with it. So they're saying, hey, just show up. I have this function. Show up. I get it. I understand it. But I have plenty of time to go learn the game. So I would say that don't let this be a shock to you. But also, there's some good women out there that do accept gifts from guys. But it doesn't mean necessarily mean they're a horrible person out to get you. You know, you just don't want to be that guy that is giving the gift. You want to be the guy that's that she likes you. Because of you, not because of what you get her. You can't negotiate desire, is what I'm saying. Indeed. I would uh, go as far as to say that game, if you learn game pretty well and become like just much more socially aware, you will avoid falling into the proverbial trick zone where you're just paying for girls' like time and attention and all of that. I do think that for some older men that are still in the game, there is kind of a gray zone where you will be paying uh, to some extent because that's kind of like the advantage that older guys in game have, like the financial stability. But as you get better with game, you can also play hard to get with your resources because that's part of this whole thing. And there's actually a lot of times I would argue too that with some chicks that they, they do compartmentalize men. They'll have like guys that just bring them their food others that are like the trick that pays for all their stuff and then they'll have like some guy that's like pretty high status that plays hard to get that they casually date and then another guy that might be like more of um in the boyfriend zone that's like more trying to push for long-term relationships you want to try to be like um combine a lot of those facets but have like strong game and frame because if you have strong game and frame you could date chicks that would generally have many so-called red flags. That's like why I'm not that like selective with uh, the women I date for per se. I do have like certain standards, but a lot of women like say like single moms, whatever, or like sugar babies and whatnot that people always talk about. Like if you have like good game and frame, you're you're good to go when it comes to like dating those type of demographics. You just have to like tread light, obviously. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Tread light, don't play the game accordingly and put yourself first and, and just, you know, like 
here's another thing. You're not going to know the first date that she's doing this. They'll hide it. Because no matter how much they try to normalize it and be like, oh, it's normal, they'll hide it from you. About a month or two in, you should start seeing signs, you know, and just start get talking about these things. Don't let it deter you. As long as you're not the guy paying for her time, as long as you're getting that deep conversion that you want, where she's into you and you're you're answering her, her hypergamous doubt, that's all you have to worry about. Yeah. Don't get into this like uh, traditional, like, oh, if she, you know, she's a whore because she did that. I'm like, no, man, that's, don't think like that. Think like this. How is she treating you? Not all the other men. How is she treating you? Yeah. That's, that's just part of the game. And yeah. you just have to accept it. I think also something that's against the backdrop of all of this, that all people that want to maximize their dating results is that you need to be um, seeing multiple women. If you're getting into the dating market, you need to have a multiple options because that's how you can mitigate a lot of problems and find yourself a more adequate partner. Because when you put your eggs in one basket, you're just going to be pounding your head against the wall in frustration. That's just how, what I've seen. And I think that's like generally the healthiest way to navigate the dating market in 2023. Yeah, very true. Now to your not night point, there's something that most people who recently enter pickup don't really get. When it comes to getting better with the opposite sex, less is often more when it comes to seduction. As you noted, well, game is more about what not to say than what to say and appropriateness. Self-awareness is key, end quote. Could you expand on this point? So, you know, a lot of guys, uh, they'll see you have a little bit of success with women. And then what do they want? They want, what do I say? What, how do I open this girl? What do I say to this? How do I affect this girl? What, what do I say next? I'm like, dating game isn't something that you can, I can just transfer to you. I can say, hey, this is what I would say in that situation, right? But I'm different. I'm a different height than you. I'm a different race, skin color. I'm, I have a different way of walking. Like it would be incongruent to who you are if I just puppeted you and said, hey, just say what I would say. I just, I'm just different. You know, maybe you're a funnier, more goofy guy. And that's how girls like that. Or, and I'm a more serious guy, you know, I cannot teach or I cannot like pass what I've learned to someone else. It, it's all about nuance. And when it comes to nuance, you're better off learning what not to say than to say, because you don't want to put yourself in a box. and like, oh, I can only say these 10 things because if she gives, hits me with something outside of these 10 things, then I'm screwed. Instead, look at look at an exclusion model. Like, okay, well, obviously, you don't want to talk about politics. You don't want to talk about sensitive topics like abortion. You want to steer where, <laughs> no matter what politics she is, stay away from, you know, gun control. Like, as a guy, we all love guns. Like, we love guns. No matter, you know. So, we're getting to that conversation is just an emotional. It's just going to wreck the date, right? So, you know, those are things yeah. that are obvious. And then, like, also, don't talk about your ex. Don't talk about her ex. Try to steer the conversation away from that. Don't talk about how much money you make. Let her find out the interesting things about you naturally. And I could write a list around just things that you shouldn't say. And it would be short. But as long as you stay away from those things, you'll be fine. It's not like you need, you don't have to like go recite lies and go learn. Like that comes with time. You know, you need to put reps in just like any other skill. Yeah. If you're on a date, and then also, if you don't know what not to say, talk to people, you know, like talk to people like me and you just say, hey, like, for example, girls like to be overtly sexual on date. So that's a shit test. If a girl's saying, you know, like, here's a picture of me and it's like 
she's half naked in the picture and she's like, what do you think? You can't fall into the trap of being like, oh, you look great. You have to kind of like change the subject and be like, I'm sorry. I think we're, it's, we're moving a little too fast. Whatever you got to say, right? But yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. You got to exclude the things you don't want to say first before you go out there. And then over time, when you put in reps, you're going to understand what to say. But first, learn what not to say. And you will be way better off than learning and reciting lines and pretending to be another guy so you can get another guy's success. Just be yourself, but just know what not to say. Stay away from certain things and uh, you'll be fine. And you'll, with time, you'll get better and better. It's just a skill like everything else. Yes. Some several points about game that also aren't really touched upon by even very seasoned dating coaches and self-proclaimed pickup experts is like tonality, sub-communications, and body language uh, when you're on a date because that kind of stuff really does matter and it puts you much more of a position of being not only like a sexual authority, but also building sexual tension more so than the lines. Because if you drop lines with like awful tonality or just like a really bad speech space, that will result in you um, looking like pretty weak in it. And also super incongruent, especially if you're posturing. Women can smell incongruency from a mile away. That's why you yeah. have to get out of your head that you can go to my page and go to my DMs and be like, hey, this girl said this over text. Or I'm meeting this girl and this is what she is. She's saying, what, what do I say? I'm like, dude, just avoid these topics. Avoid saying these things. Avoid talking about this and just go at it. But, you know, I can't give you the script. You got to learn it yourself. Yes, I've um, noticed over time, I've stopped like using more lines and I've been just been mostly focusing on eye contact, tonality, and like my speech rhythm with these chicks and not just talking about like regular stuff that just shows like displays like high value and whatnot. I think that's like a lot more important than running routines or really scripting stuff. I do use some, you do get routines as you date and do a lot of cold approaches more because I'm still mostly like a conventional night game, day game, cold approacher. But in my experience of running game, I've learned really quickly is that you have to have really strong nonverbals and verbals. And I would argue that nonverbals tend to be better in the long term because that will separate you from a lot of other people due to the fact that when you have your sub communications on point and you're like rock solid next to the chick, you are automatically higher value because the average guy is really fidgety, try hard, is a wreck when they speak. And just comes off as desperate or not confident. And that matters a lot. That's like next level game. That's where when you have that all dialed in, you don't have to be reciting routines and scripted lines all the time. Yeah. And and, uh, as time goes on, you're going to start picking up on things that girls really want to talk about. Like they want to talk about things that you're very passionate about. Right. Like I'm an amateur musician. As soon as I start talking about piano and like my journey playing that instrument, my game goes out the window. I let the passion take over. I just start talking about it. Like I'm talking about it to like someone that someone interviewing me or something. I stop thinking there's a woman in front of me and I start thinking, oh great, now I get to tell. and then you can see the woman's eyes light up because I'm just telling her yep. how much I love this thing. DHV. And what her like her. Yeah. And it, and and she's like, wow, this guy is like he's not trying so hard to impress me. He's like you can feel that he loves 
playing the piano and I just, wow, like, he, like I wish he has so much passion. And, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, these are things that you pick up over time, right? But now, see, here's where it gets tricky because what if I sat down within the first five minutes and I was like, hey, you know, I play piano. You know, you, you're shoving in that girl's face. Now, if through the conversation or maybe she found out through hearsay, I'm like, I saw your piano videos, by the way. And I was like, oh, you did? Like, I, I'll look shocked. Like, oh, did you like them? You know, like that little humility to bring them in. And she'd be like, yeah, you're, you're really good. And I'm like, well, I'm a, and she'll start asking questions. And then you can just kind of let loose already. Because now you have enough experience to know that you, when you're talking about things that you're very passionate about, especially cool hobbies, then you don't have to consciously think, oh, I have to be cool in my, in my body language. Your body language is going to pay off when you're talking about something that you're very passionate yeah, about. That's when you assume the authority frame. Yeah, it comes with time. It's going to become so ingrained in you that you're going to do it automatically without even thinking about it. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to get really good at showing off your lifestyle, your hobbies, you know, your whole lifestyle, but subtly, subtle marketing, right? You're not going to be sitting down and be like, hey, girl, I'm, I make this much money and I play piano. And hey, guess I'm six feet. Yep, that's how tall I am, or whatever. You know, let her find out by herself through conversation. And if the first day she likes you and she still doesn't know these cool things about you, you you are in the money. You are doing good because you have a second date, or she's going to come up to your apartment. And she's going to see your, your your music instrument stuff. She's going to see whatever cool hobby your your pictures of your trips all over the world, whatever cool thing about you. And she's going to be like, "Wow, this guy isn't trying to impress me." at all like he's keeping all these really cool things to himself and i'm finding out you're giving the woman a gift of letting her find out on her own which is a gift to women so that's what i'm saying do the work grind learn and just figure out what not to say and when not to say it yep discovery trumps disclosure in that regard i've actually talked to several women um in terms of like feedback on some issues from dating other guys. And one common complaint I've noticed from them is some guys, the way they like market themselves is almost like a LinkedIn resume where they go walk on a bullet point list of like all the stuff they do in really like robotic fashion, as opposed to kind of interspersing that through like a normal conversation. Because then this is where like show, don't tell type of marketing works. And that's another point we're going to be covering soon, because if you um, are very robotic with your conversations, it's going to be a turnoff. There's like ways to display high value in organic fashion. And that just takes time to do. Like you just have to put in the reps, as you said. I can really relate to your 22nd post about clubs, which you said, quote, clubs are usually humiliation rituals for men unless you're rolling with a group of girls. Or are there drunk with your girl just having fun? End quote. And what ways would you say that the like that clubs are um, humiliation ri- rituals for men these days? Okay, so if you're really young, like 21, it's not so much because no one looks to you as you're supposed to be this high value, high status guy that wherever he goes, he's a smooth, you know, wears a black suit. No one cares, right? But as you go get older, and especially when you start hitting your early 30s. You know, you're in line with a bunch of 23, 22 to 23 year olds. People are cutting. Girls are cutting all the whole line. If you want to cut, you got to pay an exorbitant amount of money sometimes. And then you go to the bar, you wait in line for 10 minutes to order a watered down shitty drink. 
you, you're walking around, you're getting drinks spilled on you. Girls, it's too loud to even talk to women. Women there are getting so much attention. And not to mention there's, you know, depending on what type of club you go to, there's fights. Uh, you can't even talk to your friends because the music loud. The, the music isn't even that good. It's always the same 10 songs that you hear. And every, yeah. <laughs> every, every weekend they play the same 10 songs. And then you have very bad behavior from women because you're encouraging women to act bad. For example, last year I went to the club just for my brother to get some fresh air. And uh, it was one of my favorite clubs here in Dallas. And, I, you know, we're just hanging out. There's this girl that was um, very attractive, but she was with her boyfriend. And she wanted to be the center of attention. She went to the middle of the club, started doing her thing, dancing, shaking her ass, whatever. Great. Me and my brother are very kind of like, like very calm, collected dudes. So we're just relaxed, you know, having our drink. We didn't expect much. We're just trying to relax. She comes up to both of us. And she starts doing like this hand motion thing and dancing. This girl's beautiful, right? But we didn't understand. What is it that you want from us? We're just two guys in a club and you're doing all this hand motion and your boyfriend's like 10 feet away. You see what I'm saying? Like, not only is it a humiliation ritual, it's just like, I felt like in that moment, like I'm seeing the absolute worst a woman has to offer because she has her boyfriend right there and she's walked up to me and my brother and acting like an idiot because I wouldn't let my girl do that in public. Right. I just leave. So it's just going back to the tweet. These experiences happen a lot. Obviously, there's time where I go to the club and I, you know, I get numbers and, you know, girls buy me shots and it's a great time. But most of the time, it's not like that. Unless you know, like, you know, all the staff there and you're rolling with a group of girls, because that's like the highest demonstration of higher value when you go to a club is rolling with girls. If there's more girls in, uh, than guys in your group, then people will wonder who is this guy? He must be important. He yeah, must be social proof. Yeah, you'll get to cut the line. You'll get free shots. People will want you there because you brought value to the club. But that, yeah. but other than that, or if you're just going with your girlfriend and having a good time, and you get to see all the sad, drunk, single girls just looking at you while you're just in a romantic music video of life with your girlfriend, which happened, which I've seen too. But yeah, you don't want to put yourself in those positions. A lot of guys are like, no, I go to the club and have fun. I'm like, listen, as you get older, you have a physique to maintain. You have, you're going to get busy. You have a lot of work. You have other girls to see. You have friends to that you have to hang out with. Life gets a little bit more complicated in business, right? Going to the club is a big hit to your uh, to your tempo, right? Because let's say you go to the club on Friday. Well, you're hungover Saturday. And if you're older, you're probably going to be a little bit hungover Sunday. Guess what? You can't work out. You can't hang out with your friends. You cancel that date with other girl. Now you're eating trash food. It's a big compromise, a big hit to your lifestyle to go to a club. And then when you go to that club, it's not even worth it. Because nothing happens. You go there, you spend fifty, a hundred dollars on drinks, and the drinks aren't even good. And you just stand around, and no one's interacting because the music's too loud, or no one knows you, and the girls aren't really open to being approached. So, I don't understand why people are even arguing this point. It is a humiliation ritual because it's destroying. Oh, yeah. It's just destroying your wallet, your self esteem, all these things. I don't care how good you are at game. When there's music blaring and there's circles of women dancing to Bad Bunny and you know it's crowded you can't move anywhere and you know the bottle service girls are trying to get you to buy a bottle or something just annoying you and then you have women that they're drunk coming up to you acting stupid at the end of the day like it's really not worth your time unless those two exceptions that i said no yeah there's like some caveats here with regards to night game people should avoid as much as possible any venue with that's like super loud like very nightclub-ish or um that has like bottle service, 
because of like those reasons you mentioned i still go to like dive bars and even like niche concerts and certain bars where people tend to mingle i actually don't drink much either so i'm not spending much but it is like um night game has changed significantly since i was living in austin like 09 to 13 until the when i came back in 2019 where i've noticed that a lot of these venues they're much more clickish now and you don't see as many people doing like cold approaches or like mingling so you'll you'll have to like adapt to learn how to interact with group sets which it can be done it's a much more advanced game topic but it's generally speaking very inefficient and what i tell most people that want to make the most out of night game you're probably gonna have to combine um certain facets of social circle game so that you actually have groups like mix set groups that show that you have value and also try to get these venues on lock if you're a guy that's 25 and up and your finances are on point tip like bartenders staff at these venues so you get them on lock so you can have access to vip events i tell most people to try to even like meet the owners too of these venues so that you can be access to private functions with just much higher quality people because when you're on like the dance floor or whatever you're just like a pleb another proletarian there of uh, fighting for scraps like i agree fully i don't really spend much and i do like cold approaches maybe when i see like two sets or maybe three sets here and there that look quiet but for most guys you're gonna have to take a more holistic game approach where you're combining like day game online game social circle game and to create like a pipeline because solely relying on night game these days depending on the city it's just not viable and it's very inefficient and you're just going to take a pounding overall yeah so yeah when you when you go to these places trying to converge different types of like strategies like I was going to a club right next to where I live and, you know, obviously it's going against my own advice, but I had tipped the, the bartender so well for like two months that eventually she just became my friend. I always cut the line. She would be flirty with me even when I had other chicks. So, you know, extreme DHB right there. Also, she would give me advice on like, hey, have you seen these girls before? When I approached them, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're just drunk college girls. They're nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes time to build that. It takes money. And I, now I guys are willing to go out once a week to the same club for two months to build up that, you know, that kind of like trust with the staff and, and you know, a familiar face. Like, the bar, eventually the, the bouncer won't even ask you for ID, right? And that's a huge DHB for the girl you're with. She, she'll be like, oh, this guy has his place on lockdown. Yes. Yeah. And then... um it's another level of things that you have to worry about. And if you're just starting out or you're just not willing to just go out twice a week, you know, because you have fitness goals or you have a very busy time of your life, which is totally fine, right? Don't go to a club unless you understand that you're not going to walk in there and be picking up the, the prettiest chicks day one, right? You're going to have to go there a lot and you're going to have to get turned down. Are you willing to do that? You know, obviously, you absolutely can go into a club and get a girl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we're not operating on possibilities right now. We're operating on probability, right? And I have picked up chicks outside of loud, noisy club, which is a pretty good spot, by the way, because women tend to like spend all the time in the club and they're not approached because some of them do want to approach and then they're outside and it's quieter or at least, you know, like not blaring music. And you're just outside having a cigarette or you're just talking or, you know, just 
a lot of women have approached me or have, you know, have opened me up because simply it's a different environment. You know, it's simply outside of a club. It's quiet. It's, you know, it's more personal. There's not a lot of things going on. And, you know, you'll say things like, hey, like nice shoes or something, you know, whatever, whatever girls say these days. But yeah, it's not, I'm not trying to get- I can vouch uh, for that too. Street game is really yeah. underrated. Yeah, so I think it's called gutter game. Gutter game. Yeah, gutter game. Called. Yeah, yep, gutter game. It's fun because it's like you don't expect it, but like you turn it on, you turn on your brain, and you start talking to this girl, and the only thing you got to worry about is her friends pulling her away. So it, everything is fun, right? But just put yourself in the position to win, at least at first. You know, you want to win, and if you're if you're just forcing these things on yourself and making it harder than it has to be, eventually you're going to burn out. You know, just just make it easy for yourself and have fun. Yep. Agreed. Okay, this next point I found intriguing because a large portion of conventional dating advice would instruct you to have female friends. And even some people in the pickup space will say that it will like universally help you in numerous interactions. You, on the other hand, provided a much more nuanced take that didn't really discard the idea of having female friends, but you added some like harsh realities to it. So this is your 36 point. Some guys say that having female friends is a good way to get social proof and meet other women, but most girls are so flaky and have so many guys chasing them that it creates a whole new set of problems. Not to mention they'll feel strange when a new girl is introduced into the group. What led you to come to this conclusion about female friends? Throughout the years, I've had pretty decent female friends, but what we tend, what men tend to do is they tend to put a, try to put women that are female friends into the male friend box constantly, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, right? And that's tough because you're putting an expectation on this woman that to be a man, but also she has her limitations as a woman. So you're, so it's going to get really weird sometimes. I have a really good female friends, which one of them, I was hanging out with her last night at uh, the Dominican event that I went to. She's a great gal, you know, but she is at the end of the day a woman and she is motivated by different things, right? So there have been times where I go out to a salsa night or something and she's there and um, she comes up to me, gives me a hug, kisses me on the cheek, you know, Puerto Ricans kiss each other on the cheek. And, but I'm on a date with another girl, right? Or I'm talking to another girl. And she interrupts my conversation with that girl. And then I'm like, okay, ha, 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 you know, and she goes back. And then I, you know, I'm talking to this girl I'm on a day with, and then she comes back again and just injects herself in the conversation. You know, eventually what's going to happen is that while she is a good person, she is just like a lot of women. She's jealous. She has this guy that is a cool guy that gives her attention, not exactly into him, but gives her attention and makes her feel special because, you know, that's what friends do sometimes. And then He's with another girl robbing me of that attention. So you're going to get these strange little things that happen. And women, when they're jealous, they act very strange. And I've had to like manage this behavior in my female friends. Whereas I'll be out with my female friends and then I'll bring a girl that I'm dating. And then I get it back and I, you know, the girl I'm dating, I was just like, hey, your friends are so nice. But like, they were like trying to get me to go to Miami with them next week. Or, you know, they, they have this thing where they have to, really pull you away from this girl. They do not want you to be with a girl unhappy sometimes, or maybe, I don't know what it is, but 
it, you just have to vet your female friends and make sure they're mature and understand that, hey, you are dating. You are actively dating. There's going to be strange women about. You're going to see me at a place at a bar that you, that you're walking by. You're going to see me charming a girl. You're going to see me at a pool party hitting on other girls, even though I came to, came there with you, right? And it, it always happens. Like I always have great female friends and then we go to a pool party. I'm talking to girls. I'm having fun. And then they, they'll stop me dead in my tracks. Of, you know, and they'll be like, hey, take pictures of us. Now I have to take pictures of my female friend, which in in itself is a DHB because you're like, man, this guy has like brought two girls. It's pretty fun. You know, like this guy must be somebody. But now you're like dealing with interruptions. You're dealing with girls that who are get, who get emotional. The love triangles happen all the time. She may be into someone else into the group. And then she goes to you to, for emotional support. And you're just like, hey, I am talking to another girl, please. Like, I'm actively speaking to another girl. I can't talk to you right now. You know, like I'm not here to, I'm here to party. Like I'm here to talk to pretty girls behave, you know, and that's, that's the problem. There's good women out there, but they have limitations. You just, just bet your female friends well. And if you're going to use them for, for DHV, or if you're going to use them for social proof, just be careful and navigate, you know, navigate wisely. Yes. Yeah. From, from experience, the, Female friends that I've found the most useful have been like the connector types that are already taken that are pretty plugged into like the social scene or some of the hobbies I've done like yoga and fitness. They tend to come with the least baggage and they're actually useful because a lot of the single ones, they have like their own agendas and can be really flaky and at times like, um, yeah, they're good to like bring around for events, but I've found that the more... um connected and the ones that are kind of like socialites that are plugged in to a lot of the social scene tend to be the most like high value and reliable for getting stuff done but i actually do disagree with a significant portion of the red pill space that says stuff about not having female friends they can be good if you're like vetting it's just like when you're choosing wings and people that you want in your circles like you just have to like vet properly and see what they bring to the table yeah, just like any other human being that you bring into your life, just understand that they have limitations, you know, understand that they, they are who they are, you can't change them, and understand too that people get attached to you, even even not romantically, you know, it could be even like a big sister, little sister thing, right? I, I've had women that they don't like that I'm out there talking to other girls, and sometimes I show up with random girls, they say that's not healthy for you, and they just, they care about you, but they just... They don't understand that as a man, this is what we have to do in order to find girls that we like. We can't just sit around. It's a very tricky thing. And if you're, I think you should save that for when you get a little bit more experience with women. And um, you can find some good gals out there that are, you know, just girls that you can hang out with. But obviously, as you get older, it becomes very less appealing too. Because like, I don't need, like I have my friends and I've been through so much in my life, you know, being in the military, growing, uh, growing up outside the country. I've been through so much in my life that it becomes really hard at this point to relate to women at all. Like I cannot, it becomes extremely difficult, but that does not mean I don't have the social skills and awareness to if I'm out with a, a female acquaintance of mine to have a good time and let loose and use her for, you know, use her for social proof. She doesn't care. You know, like that's what I was doing yesterday, but you just understand lower expectations and just navigate carefully. Yep. Agreed. This final uh, point that I that stuck out to me was quite intriguing. It was your 67th point where you 
said, quote, dating has become more subtle marketing than sales, if that makes sense, end quote. So how has dating transformed into subtle marketing? Well, two words, social media and uh, online dating, right? So unless you're really good at hiding it, every person has will have access to your social media to an extent. And if you're dating online, which most people are, they, they also have a, a window into who you are and what your life is. Very, you know, not not very well, depending on how good you are for turning it through pictures and a profile. So you have to change the sales part of it, which shows, you know, persistent offers, all that stuff, instead of do subtle marketing, right? So I would say that like, you know, your your Instagram is your dating profile, basically. Even if you just use it for fun or for memes or or whatever, Instagram is your dating profile. So you want your Instagram to look to make you look good, subtle marketing, but not not like, hey, I'm trying to sell myself. I'm an attractive man, but make it subtle. Make it subtle. So like, I have a new puppy, right? I'm going to post my puppy, but I'm not going to post my puppy every day, twenty four seven, three times a day. You know, I'm going to post my puppy once a week and be like, oh, I'm walking my dog. I'm so stubborn today. You know, things that make it look like I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to sell you myself. At the same time, it's like, oh, this guy has a dog. Like, I like that. I like when guys have dogs. And that's, you know, there's several examples of this, but it's just what a lot of guys, they, they don't understand that balance and that like of trying to look attractive to women beyond game, you know, like you, who you are, your lifestyle and making it subtle. Yes. A lot of men know that they have good quality traits that women look for. Like some men know that they're tall. Some men, you know, these are inherent traits that women like. Some men are very, you know, here's a common one. Some men are very fit. You know, they're, you know, they're jacked. And they're like, how do I show women that I'm jacked in a more subtle way instead of saying, I'm big, I'm jacked, you should come have sex with me. Yeah. So one way to do it is like in an appropriate setting, like you're at a beach with some friends. Yes. Bonus if you have some female friends in that photo and you're shirtless and you're jacked, but you're not you're not trying, you're not posing, you're not doing a, like a like a a pose, but you're like it's obvious that it's very appropriate and it's not weird that you're at the beach shirtless and you're with some girls. So you're you're proving so many things in one picture, but that that's subtle. It's not like overt. It's very, very subtle. So once you learn how to market yourself in a very subtle, palatable way, you're gonna get like messages where girls like, I saw your profile and you look you look amazing. You didn't have to ever mention that you go to the gym three times a week, five times a week or whatever. Like I was saying before, the musician stuff, anything, any good quality you have, you need to learn how to inject it into the conversation subtly and naturally, organically. And on your social media, especially your Instagram or whatever, you need to inject it very subtly. That way she feels like she's the one that she's finding out about you. And that's all the fun for her. Yeah, I've, um, coming from like the fitness age, which I've been involved in for like good decade or so, there um, I have noticed good portion of guys who are not those like socially calibrated that just have like nothing but gym selfies or just like really weird poses on their profiles, and it's like you need to like balance that out a bit when it, when you're um, trying to improve your dating prospects on like social media. You want to show like multiple facets of your life in like a really non try hard way. And that takes time to figure out because it really is like social IQ and awareness that governs how 
how well you're going to market yourself in, in this regard in the dating market these days due to the fact that you want to put your best foot forward out there. And if you have like resources, like I would strongly suggest most people get like professional photographers that are game aware that understand like body language and stuff so that you can like post photos of yourself that shows you like relaxed and like in also like dominant postures as opposed to like more like friend zone nice guys type photos or like really just uncalibrated type photos that separate you from the rest of the pack that's um another suggestion i am planning to like revamp a lot of my social media profiles but yeah if you're gonna do the online dating game the right way you have to understand these like nuances now because you're doing more marketing than most people realize it's no longer about just doing like insane amount of cold approaches on the street there are ways to naturally attract uh people in in your area or even from like across the nation internationally if you do certain things right and you're able to scale it up yeah um you're you're dating for like you are your own brand right you have to treat your social media and everything you do and all this sounds exhausting right but you are your own brand right the gone are the days where you could just post memes and chill with your friends on on social media and act silly you know you have to understand that this is your dating profile, your business, you know, everything all in one. So you need to present yourself to the world in a favorable, palatable way. That way, you know, if anyone looks at you, they'll be like, oh, this guy is very smart or this guy is very handsome or this guy is very fit or this guy is, has the coolest hobby, you know, and you have to treat it like that. And I know it gets exhausting, but eventually you'll, you'll be able to pull women just off the strength of your social media alone. Now, I'm, I'm in the business of meeting women as easy as I can and as passively as I can because I got other things to do, you know? Like the things that actually matter in my life, like my job, my family, my friends, stuff like that. I don't want to spend more time on dating than I have to. And I think most men think the same, right? I don't want to make this the focus of my life. I want to be able to set up a good profile, do several passive things in my life, like set up logistics, tight logistics, set up tight dating profile. I have a list of things I, I'll shit. I will never say in a date. And then let that kind of like do the work for me. Just like in business, you don't, you just find a niche and a, and a product and just and let it sell itself. And then there are times where you have to put in a little bit of effort, a little brain work. And then once you put in a little of that brain work, you know, you're in, you have a, you may have a beautiful girl in no time cooking food for you or out on a date or out on the dinner date. Um, after, you know, obviously not the first date, but you know, just having a good time and what kills guys, what they don't like a lot of my friends, I tell them, Hey, this is what I do Do this, you know, for like, just like, wow, I hate the fact that it was so simple. And I didn't think I didn't have to think that much. Like I wanted it to be complicated. I'm like, no, it's not complicated. Just it, it's nuanced, right, at times, but keep it simple. Omit as much as you can from the process and you'll be fine. And then you, guess what? You'll have two dates, three dates in a week. And a lot of guys are going to be like, how do you have the time? How do you have this? Well, I understand girls that are, are not interested. I understand what girls are interested. My logistics speak for me. My profile speaks for me. All I have to do is answer questions about my hobbies and then a little bit of uh, escalation and we're back to my place or for a second date or a third date or whatever, you know, just don't overwork yourself. Be smart, 
and uh, make sure that your your Instagram and whatever social media you have is is a great representation of you. One hundred percent. Okay, so we'll like get off of this thread. There are many gems here, which I will post the link for listeners to read in the show notes later on. Now, uh, for broad strokes, for your current dating approach, how do you primarily source women? Like I said, I, I think ninety uh, percent dating apps, and then ten uh, percent social circle. Just stumbling upon them during my day while I'm walking my dog or at a party or. Um, I never rule out, like, I'm not a one or a zero person. Like, one day, maybe I get tired of online dating. and say, hey, I just want to meet women in real life. I have to understand that I'm going to be, I'm going to be covering less ground. So going to be less women that I'm going to interface with, which maybe is good. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not here to cast judgment on how men do their thing. But usually I do online dating and then 10% in real life meeting friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I tend to be slightly more analog, but I am going to be transitioning more to like Instagram because it is a pretty well-known fact in a lot of social circle to like sphere that Instagram in many respects is like the number one dating app, especially if you want to go after like the highest echelons of women. But it, um, I do believe that you have to have somewhat of an online presence. I, I, I just don't think that well, and I'm as big of a proponent of cold approaching at day and nighttime settings in person, but you're missing out on a good portion of women by not being online, but you have to know how to do it properly or else you're just going to be operating under the same crappy conditions that the majority of the proletarians are going through at the moment. Yeah, it doesn't cost you any energy to just post some pictures that you look good in of you doing fun stuff and being a fun fun guy yeah. it doesn't really cost you much so why not do it you know you're leaving you're leaving yeah. stuff on the table and you're gonna get busy you're gonna get tired why not let some of your instagram do some of the work for you the heavy lifting for you oh yeah big time yeah for for guys that are like really busy or live far away from urban centers it's like the it's generally the way to go i have like the benefit of be, of being able to work wherever i want so i can turn a lot of like the workspaces where i go to like cafes and whatnot into de facto day game venues but it's most people would still have that luxury it really boils down to your lifestyle but i tend to take more of a holistic game approach as troy francis calls for where you combine day game night game social circle and online game so it, you have like the maximum amount of leads possible and that's how it should go. Yeah, I don't care how other guys source anyways. That's like none of my business. Everybody's got their own brand and type of game. Like I've already got so many things to worry about and I'm not in the business of like getting concerned about how you're like sourcing. Like that's dumb. Yeah, all I tell guys is get out there and experience women. Like just don't listen to these yeah. people that are trying to like convince you of how women are. Yes, they're not great, but they're not terrible. You know, like just go out there and yeah. make, like like one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize like, I don't feel, I don't love women, but I don't hate them. I they're just, they're like, they got their own things going on and we're, they're stuck in the system where they're, they have pressures that make them do things. And we have things, pressures that make us do things. Like there's nothing harms your game, like feeling hopeless, already going on a date and feeling like, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be a bad time. This girl's probably a slut. I don't like her. And she's not like, 
if she shows up 10 pounds overweight than what you thought, obviously there's a limit, right? But if she shows up a little, that's okay, man. That's okay. Like, don't lose your mind. Don't go on a tirade on social media about how terrible women are. Just make the decision. If it's too much for you, exit and just on to the next. You got to develop a little bit of Yeah, keep it pushing. You know, yeah, just keep it pushing. Don't ever wallow and sit alone in your apartment for a whole week because one girl on one date was it didn't pan out. You know, just keep keep it going. One thing I have noticed in the and it's just overall like red pill space, there's been this anti-game current take place within the red pill movement and which consists of pushing for guys to embrace like self-improvement activities such as weightlifting, making money, dieting, while reducing if not completely eliminating interactions with the opposite sex. What do you make of this movement? Okay, so there's this word secretly or um, recently coined. I think it was by Rolo or some of the Red Pill guys, more experienced Red Pill guys. It's called Secret Kings. Secret King is basically, there's a guy that in his mind, he's done everything right, so I deserve women, and I'm, I'm going to, in my mind, exclude women that I would never date because they're beneath you know, that type of guy. Right. And that's a very harmful, right? Because what you're doing is you're creating a delusion in your mind about women. You know, there's, I see tweets all the time. Like, uh, if a girl has even one tattoo, you know, she's a slut and she's, you know, she's for the streets. Yeah. Yeah, For the streets. And I'm like, so what are you going to do one day, dude, when you hook up with a girl that has a tattoo you know, obviously I have my limit. I don't want a whole sleeve or a whole body covered in tattoos, right? But let's say she has a tattoo on her foot or something. And she's going to be in love with, like, she's going to think you're an amazing person. She's going to she's gonna do whatever you want for her. Are you going to then say, no, nah, sorry, you got a tattoo on your foot. Get away from me. Like, you're for the street. No, you're going to reevaluate. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm in yeah. real life. And in real life, it's more nuanced. You got to go outside and touch grass, man. Like, you can't, you can live all you want you can make all the money in the world and we know and you know that we we both know that money doesn't save you doesn't automatically save you from women you may get women but it does not you know you don't have game or learned charisma even with money you're still going to get fleeced you're still going to get like the guys that yeah um pay for trick zone yeah you're going to become a trick even though you don't want to admit it you know yeah i buy i take my girl on expensive dates i'm like yeah but like she's going to my apartment later dude and she's bringing me the food from the date. Yeah. <laughs> Many such yeah. cases. Yes. Yeah. And then, or, or she'll cancel the date with you after you made reservation because I simply went into the M's. I sweet talked her and now she's back at my place. Like you can make all the money in the world. You can be Jack. You can have all the coolest hobbies, but if you don't have that social, those social skills and awareness and understanding of female nature, when you finally hit the ground running, you're going to, be even more resentful because you had this expectation that because you are all these things, you deserve women, you know, and that's such a terrible, terrible way of looking at it. You're going to get hurt and frustrated. Oh yeah. Uh, no doubt. What's actually the irony about these people is that they, they will claim to be like red pill or whatever, but they don't understand that, that if, once you have these concepts, you can navigate around a good portion of the dating market that would be considered like red flag material and all of that. It's just um, sometimes I believe that it's kind of a cope for some of these people just to not do approaches or for like their deficiencies in game because most guys will not admit it um, over the years of interacting with people. And I was in this point myself, they just have weak game 
and they start on um, retreating into self-improvement stuff, which I don't think is bad. I think it's really no, good. It's great. You're just going to end up. I do it all the yeah. time. I, every day I have self-improvement. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just in reality, yeah. you know? Yep. And game is part of self-improvement. Let, let's not like pretend that this is not like some like skill that you can improve upon too. So yeah, that kind of stuff. Just keep it moving. I don't, I don't have time for delving into like the latest beefs that are going on Twitter about uh, what, like whether you need to like learn game or go into like self-improvement and stuff like that. Like I'm way too busy doing other stuff. You can do both. Yeah. yeah you can, you can self-improve yes. and you can learn game. Like no, it's not mutually exclusive. Like I go to the gym three times a day. I am advancing in my career very quickly. Um, I take care of my friends and family when they need it. And I go out and go on dates. I have good time management and I'm enjoying my life. You know, obviously the first thing to go if I'm really busy is dating. I'm not going to like prioritize dating over my family. Of course not. I'm not going to prioritize dating over my job or, or anything. Right. But when I have time, I will prioritize dating over like, I don't know, video games or going out and drinking or I will prioritize dating. It has its space, but it's, and it's not above other things. And I'm not obsessed with it. Yeah. No, agreed. Overall, how do you see dating going in 2023 and beyond? Will it be more of the same? Or do you have some bold predictions that are a bit outfield on how it could potentially change? So we have this wild card right now, and it's uh, AI, uh, chat GBT and different AIs. So some guys are probably going to be smart and try to engineer that in order to get leads. I think, uh, and then what's going to happen is that the incongruency will will sh- will show. I think what's always going to stay the same is guys or, or girls are always going to like fun, exciting guys that will never change. And it's going to be more transactional. More guys yeah. are going to pay for girls' times. There, there's already financial data where it shows that a lot of people are spending a lot of money on dates. They say people, but we know it's men because girls usually don't pay on the first date, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say people, right? It's a it's a mainstream article, but they show that like men are going into debt, credit card debt, just to go just to date. So it, it's gonna be very transactional. And then what's gonna stay the same is girls are gonna gravitate towards fun, exciting guys. And um they're just gonna have one guy that pays for their meals, one guy that takes them on trips. It's it's just that's just the way it's going. I just see it like that. So the best you can do is just be that exciting guy and hold frame and don't let don't let a girl try to put you in another box that you're not. You know, I'm like, I'm not paying for your trip to Miami. You know, I'm going to <laughs> Yeah. I'm not doing that. But I hey, I, I'm here in my house if you want to come over. You know. That's what I see. It's gonna be very transactional and the guys that are winning are gonna continue winning and the guys that are losing are gonna continue. Just like in the financial thing, the richer get richer, the poorer get poorer. It's just the way it yeah. is. It's going to get more dating is going to get a little bit more Machiavellian in terms of like men are going to have trouble accepting open hypergamy, which means these girls that go on interviews in the middle of the street, whether it's real or not, you know, saying, Oh, I cheated on my boyfriend or my sugar daddy bought me this. Like guys are going to like, especially younger guys that aren't initiated, they're going to feel a lot more hopeless because open hypergamy is being shoved in their faces 24 seven because that's what the algo does. Like, if you look up certain things, like, let's say you're a young guy, you're looking for a red pill on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever, you're going to find some good voices. You know, you're going to find maybe guys like you or guys like me that tell them, hey, it's not that bad. Keep grinding. Be Protect yourself. These are the things you need to do. And eventually, you know, you're going to you're gonna be good. It just takes time. Then you're going to have guys that are going to be like, you know, the black pillars, like, hey, 
look what this girl did on on this. Look at this one girl in a country of 330 million people on TikTok. Look what she did. She cheated on her boyfriend. And that's going to make young guys mad. And they're going to check out. And like, I can't deal with this. But I know that there are good girls out there. It just takes time. You know, you, you just have to be patient. The game is different. Uh, agreed on that front. Yeah, your you're, people are just going to have to adapt and stop like complaining and understanding how the dating landscape is going to change. I actually uh, agree with your point about the transactional nature of dating because I'm um, in my day job, I do a lot of political and economic observation. And my prediction about like the US is pretty dire in terms of its socioeconomic landscape due to the fiat money regime and just the overall economic policies that are being pushed by DC elites, where the standard of living is going to drop. And when you combine that with like the backdrop of atomization, you're going to see a lot less like friend groups and other conventional ways people used to meet each other. So it's going to come down to like guys that they're on point that are like socially on point and have resources that are able to break into really like what I would call high value social circles or guys that just have like um, the skills and resources to market themselves accordingly on social media and then like finish the deal and meet space. But with how everything's going really online, you're just going to have like a, a huge swath of the population just not being able to have like to be like socially functional and carry out normal conversation. So in effect, you create like the this massive disparity that's going to just widen. It's almost like it, it looks like a third world type of like scenario, but it, it but it is what it is. And you just have to adapt. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the agency nor the power to change women. Um, overall, all I can do is have strong, strong boundaries to protect myself from their, their more bad parts. Like, it's the best I can do, and you need to forgive yourself because I didn't ask for this dating market. I'm just doing the best I can, you know? And uh, a lot yeah. of guys didn't ask for this dating market, you know? And, you know, you're, there'll be times where you just feel, like, hopeless or you just feel, like, not hopeless in that you can't get girls, hopeless in that you're you're dealing with very, very bad behavior. And, yeah, you're, you're like, you know, you have frames, so you you kick them out of your life or you establish a boundary, or you tell them no. But even then, you know, over time that, that wears you out as a man. So what I say is just take as long as you need to accept it, sit down with yourself and tell yourself, Hey, I can't change all women all over the country. Like I can't go on Twitter and be like, if a girl isn't wearing a sun hat and dancing in a field, then I don't want her, you know? <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want to do that. You're just going to make yourself angry and bitter and resentful. So what you do is sit down with yourself, these are my boundaries. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I don't want to do this. And then once you have that and you know yourself, then you can go out there and you're protected by your own boundaries. You know, but if a girl, if you go out on a date, you say, hey, we're meeting for drinks here at this time. She says, can we do dinner instead? You know that she's testing your boundary. So you say, no, I want to do drinks. But you say, you know, I'm more charismatic way, but you say no. And what's going to happen is that it's going to feel weird at first, but after like six months, you're going to realize I'm not stressed about women at all. Like I'm getting laid here and there, but I'm not like being in situations I don't want to be in. And all it took was just strong, very strong boundaries and realizing you're the prize. And it's, it's, she's in your world, not the other way around, you know, and that, that makes it for a much more fun experience. And if you do take an L here and there, it's fine because you don't even get, yeah, you don't even get time to savor the L because you already have another girl or you have something better to do. You know, you have a big project coming up or you have a cool trip. 
Yep. So before we depart, what advice would you give younger men who are just getting into the dating pool on how to navigate these increasingly turbulent waters? You know, this is going to surprise you. It's actually the best advice, right? Don't get a girl pregnant. All right. Hit me. Yeah, that's it. Because a lot of, and here's, I have a big contention with like older guys, like me, people like me in my, in our mid thirties, trying to tell younger guys how life is and like, do it like me. You have to do it like me or else, you know, you're going to fail. Right. I'm so tired of that because I got, I got that a lot when I was in my twenties and I was so confused. I never trusted myself. And, you know, I would say protect yourself from the extremely bad situations, like getting a girl pregnant that you're not in love with and not ready to marry. Stay away from drugs. I know it sounds very cliche, but stay away from drugs, addictions. Don't make stupid mistakes like driving drunk. These are the things that if you follow, you're going to be fine. If you get into a heartbreak, like you, you heartbreak is going to happen. You're going to fall for a girl and she, she might break your heart. You're going to get, you might get cheated on. Hopefully not, but you might get cheated on. These, this is just part of the man's journey. As long as you don't do anything that will end your life or cause you to be tied to a woman for the rest of your life because you had a kid with her, you should be fine. Just keep experiencing life. Do the best you can. If you need advice, go find it. If you don't need advice, don't go find it. Make mistakes. Don't get a girl pregnant. Don't drink and drive. Don't get into stupid fights. Trust your instinct. That's all. Like, don't, I'm not going to tell you here and be like, look at my thread. This is exactly what you need to do. I'm just going to say, hey, this is what worked for me. And, uh, but you need to, you, you're, there's nothing experience can't be taught. You have, you have to experience it. All great stuff, Nuke. It's great to hear somebody go into the trenches and actually put in the work and, detail what's actually going on because we need more people out here hitting the pavement and picking up on the trends yes yes exactly but yes because i've long said that those who are able to analyze trends properly are like on a different plane when it comes to like game and other things because when you're able to analyze trends and act upon them you're going to separate yourself from the rest of the pack and that's what we need more of Let's cut down on the theory. The theory is great for a good framework, but let's get into the trenches and then test those theories and then come with new theories about the changing dating landscape that we're in. So where can my listeners follow your content, Nuke? Right now, I'm on uh, Twitter and I'm on uh, YouTube. I just started my YouTube channel. I have a, My first video is about letting go of a girl, whether she's your girlfriend, a long-time plate, or whatever she is, how to let go and what's going on in your brain and how to defeat and have discipline and, and exit a relationship with dignity. So my YouTube is so youtube.com at at sign Caldillo Nuclear. That's where you can find my YouTube. And then my Twitter is the same, Caldillo Nuclear. So that, I'll be posting content on both those platforms. Fantastic stuff, Hermano. And as always, to all of my listeners, thank you so much for your generous attention and for tuning in to another episode of El Nino Speaks. And with that, El Nino has spoken.